Hello and welcome to the Hash Rugby Chat, episode 120 odd. Yes, we've been doing this for way, way too long. Um, but thankfully, you guys still turn up and say hello, so that's wonderful. Um, hi, I'm Paul, the guy behind Driving More, your best place for predictions and opinion. And um, I've been a bit Billy No Mates tonight, so thankfully, the Draft Rugby have uh, gone onto their bench, pulled in their super sub, and uh, Alex is joining me. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, well, what about yourself? Not bad at all, not bad at all. So as you're watching on YouTube, Alex is, yeah, you can see Alex's Twitter handle down there, so you can go and have a chat with him and uh, be abusive about all the stuff he, he take, t- talks about in the next uh, next hour or so. Um, <laughs> the, uh, and as you can tell, he's not actually on screen, but don't worry. For those of you who are on the podcast, you can obviously hear him as well, so don't worry about it. You're not, not going to worry that he's not there on screen, but it's all good. Now, it has been a busy old week of the... Um, um, off the pitch, and uh, you're obviously in Australia, so you'll be happy to hear that um, Hardy Surveyor is going to come over and play a bit of uh, a bit of league over there. Yeah, well, that's uh, is, has that been confirmed? Has it? Cause oh no, 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 it's all, it's all, yeah, it's all rumors, obviously, you know? obviously not. It's just a big talking point at the moment. Is uh, I read an article there. What he was talking about going to the Roosters or the Storm, which are essentially just the two Premier League teams. Uh, in Australia at the moment. Well, so. actually, from, from what I hear, he actually went and said the the rebels or the roosters, the roosters or the rebels, we're getting the storm and the rebels mixed up. But um, yeah, I, th- I think so. <laughs> I think so because uh, the rebels are obviously not a uh, not a league team. No. Um, yes. No, but he's, he's 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 ruffled a few feathers with this, um, um, because he has gone to the Ice House podcast. Um, which I think there's some ex-league guys who, who've got a who've got a podcast, uh, and um, he's had a, he's had a chat with them, and I've seen various mainstream or traditional media people um, throwing their toys out the pram a little bit on Twitter, going, "Oh, why isn't he talking to us anymore? Why does he have to go to all these these these, these uh, alternative media things?" And it's because guys. You, you, you ripped his brother to pieces in the press. <laughs> he doesn't like yeah. you. <laughs> oh, gold, um, gold. And it is, it's kind of interesting that, that, yeah, that he's basically decided, look, the, I'm going to tell people what I want via Instagram and podcasts that I get on with. Um, and I'm not even going to use the Hurricanes media team. Because um, <laughs> so, you, you know how he announced his, um, his injury? Yes, definitely. Been following it uh, very closely. Obviously, being part of the draft rugby, uh, draft rugby, we're having very close eyes on what's going on with Artie Sabi at the moment. So he announced that by his Instagram. Um, yeah. Now, I don't know if you've heard, but um, that upset the uh, either Hurricanes or New Zealand media people, um, and he got told off for take, saying it too early. Now, uh, now apparently they won't tell him when he's going to be fit, so he can't tell anybody. Yeah right. So yeah. right. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's uh, being a Savia that doesn't really surprise me, especially with Julian's uh, mishaps as well. But I mean, come on, you, you can't tell. You can't go. I'm not going to tell you how long it is before you're fit. I mean, that's a guy. That's a guy's body. It's his own body for his crying out loud. I mean, <laughs> jeez, they've lost. Yeah. Well. Go. Yeah. No. It's 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 interesting to kind of hear. Obviously. Um, you know, Artie, with what's going on with his injury, he's, um, yeah, we're we keen to see him back in Super Rugby, obviously, yeah, from a draft perspective, and how, what a hell of a World Cup did he have uh, mm. last year as well. Um, probably the All Blacks' best, wouldn't you say? 
Oh, um, yeah, he's definitely up there. Throughout the year, yeah. So um, we want to see him stay in rugby. And I don't know why he's actually looking to come across the league. What is he trying to follow Sonny Bill? Is that what's going on? Well, you've seen that. I, I, I say, I, I think that the, the rugby union people have basically pissed him off by, yeah, by trying to say how he should and shouldn't communicate things to the public. Uh, which are, and so I think he's just getting really upset with news with with that side of things. And also, it might be throwing a bit of crumbs, uh, or throwing a bit of uh, um, free free publicity um, to his, his mate's way, because apparently the Ice House got, are, are his mates. Um, and I think they, it was they kind of they did say, if we put a gun to your head, which NRL play, the team would you play for? Um, so <laughs> I'm I'm not taking it too seriously. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't either. But in saying that, the Roosters, uh, what they bring premiers back to back twice. I, is it their third year in a row? I can't even remember recall. But um, yeah, they're pretty much a dominant team under Trent Robinson, who's you know rated one of the best league coaches coming up of all time. So um, it, it wouldn't be a bad home to go to, to be honest. And uh, I, I think a lot of people have said he would. He's got the rights. Um, Sort of physique and playing style for league. I don't know. I don't watch league at all, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah. But um, but yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. I, I, I for, for the for the yeah. There's all blacks fans. Don't worry too much. Um, the uh, the Chiefs' the most footy players would rather speak to YouTubers or social media platforms. Not surprised. Ardy has spoke to the Ice Project. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think they are they are yeah. The, the, the traditional media have um, have, caught, have caused a rod for their own back on this one. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd think so as well. That's for sure. Now, this is going to—you're you're, going to—you're you're probably going to hear this and go, "Paul, this is what Australia has to put up with every single week." Um, but um, we don't have a, a, a Saturday night 7 p.m. game this week um, on Super Rugby. It's um, wow, well, that's uh, yeah, right. Because there are three buys, I think, this round. Uh, what is it? The it's, who's got the buys this week? Is so it the, this week of Crusaders, Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs and Crusaders and Brums? Is it? Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's... Um, and the Hurricanes well, I, have done a yeah, terrible thing. And they're playing their game at like five o'clock in the afternoon. Which yeah, is, right. There you go. What do you think of the change of times? As in these 15, 30-minute difference starting a little bit earlier. So, yeah, so starting at what? This, so the the, the, the the Friday and Saturday used to be a 7.35 kickoff, and now it's a 7.05 kickoff in New Zealand time. Um, yeah. Now, yeah, the reason yeah. behind that is they did a survey last year and apparently the feedback was, hey, can we have it earlier so our kids can go? Yeah, Which, fair enough. Fair enough. I get that. Yeah. Um, let's be honest. Most places like um, Hamilton, Wellington, um, Christchurch and Dunedin, they're not that big. So if you knock off work at five or even, um, you, you can make seven o'clock easy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Auckland, a little bit more difficult, maybe. But um, so, yeah, I, um, it caught a lot of people out because... Basically, Super Rugby doesn't know how to communicate to people. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty familiar story throughout, isn't it? So for me, it's a bit, it's, it's a bit of nothing really, except the fact yeah. that they, to me, it doesn't make much difference. It's seven or seven thirty mm. anymore because my girls go to bed at eight o'clock. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, does, that, does that mean does that mean that's your time from eight o'clock onwards? Does it? Well, no. Well, I'm 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 in all I'm I'm separated from my partner, so I only have to have my girls all the time. But it doesn't mean that. Um, they get told um, very, very, very clearly, "Daddy's watching the rugby." Off you go. You don't. You don't. You don't put it like that. 
<laughs> Daddy's watching rugby now, and I'm going <laughs> yeah, to 10 minutes to half time. You get into bed, I'll come turn the lights off and give you a hug then. Um, <laughs> so, uh, parenting 101 for you there. Um, yeah, there you go. No, rugby uh, rugby's priority number one. That, uh, all the listeners should know that by now, shouldn't they? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, Hey, hey, this is this is entirely what I'm trying to create a job out of. So let's let's be honest. It's uh, that, that's work time. It's it's serious stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the um, so for, for yeah, for me it's been been no big deal. I guess for you guys, you. it's a bit of a rush yes. to get home to watch the game, isn't it? Well, it is. Yeah, it comes uh, when it comes Friday night. Obviously, those working like myself from nine to five. Um, or a little bit later, it's a bit of a rush home on uh, public transport. I'm, but I just I just whack it up on my phone and um, and try and watch it live uh, on the bus or the train or whatever, just to um, make sure that I'm not missing a minute. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of chat that goes down live on the draft chat. So I'm just trying to steer away if I'm a little bit behind, um, so I can uh, I can watch it in peace without knowing what's going on. But if you're watching it live on the bus with your phone, do you, mean, yeah. do you have to have like multiple phones? One for the TV, nah, nah, one for the chat. That. No, every, every, everything else gets zoned out. So uh, that's uh, I've definitely missed a, a few stops just from watching rugby. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, the time scheduling is is uh, it's interesting. It is interesting, and I do like it, especially at. Um, I don't know in Australia. I'm, I'm not sure what's going on in uh, Kiwi Land, but obviously, just with the start of uh, the start of rugby in the back end of January and early Feb, I've um, I've actually enjoyed it, to be honest. I mean, I'm happy for it because hey, I've just just give me more rugby, more of the time. Yeah, um, quickly. Oh, there was a bit of a there was a bit of a dry patch after the World Cup. I was going through withdrawals, to be honest, because we were all all the fellas and the draft fellas were all in Japan actually for it. So oh, cool. Yeah, we um, yeah, there was a bit of withdrawals going on between that around that Christmas period, and cricket wasn't hitting the void, unfortunately. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I keep track of like the the Pro 14, the Guinness Premiership, Top 14, yeah. Major League Rugby. Yeah, um, yeah I'm just stupid, um, but but I, I was a bit burnt out after the Rugby World Cup. Actually, I needed some time to detox. Um, oh, fair enough, especially if you're a Kiwi fan too. The, um, well, well, being, well, being an English fan in New Zealand, um, uh, English fan in New Zealand. There we go. Yeah, I kind of enjoyed the semi-final and obviously had a nightmare come the final. Um, yeah, nah, fair, fair. So yes, the uh, but it's uh, especially as I watched it with a South African as well, which was we, we, yeah, he 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 decided not to make it easy. <laughs> it's, they are the best team in the world. Now, even, I even think their Super Rugby teams have benefited big time from just incompetence from what's happened in the World Cup. Yeah, well, there's there's that. There's it also um, one of the things that we've seen or that, that, that I've noticed is that the particularly the Sharks' defensive pattern looks very similar to the South African defensive pattern. So you can see the fact that Razzie is working well with the provinces or well with the franchises for the first time, whereas previously there'd be this please arrest a player for, um, for twice and the and the and the Bulls or someone would go no. Uh, hello. <laughs> um, especially working together, um, so I think Ra- I think Razzie's got them all on the same page, and is helping them with their coaching, which I think is is is, is showing through now. Uh, obviously, a superstar Razzie. I don't. Um, it's obviously with like kind of obviously with the World Cup being a World. Cup, he's going to be Sir Razzie Erasmus, isn't he? Sir Razzie. <laughs> 
It's got a good ring to it. Uh, that, that does have a good ring to it. Yeah, absolutely. This is your. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, yeah. But hang, having beaten England, I'm not sure the I'm not sure Her Majesty's going to be kind of, uh, very quick to um, to tap him on the shoulder with the old sword. Um, True. True. The um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, yeah, he's doing a fantastic job with South and rugby. Um, you're right, uh, and, and getting them all, all 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 in the same direction. The talking of South African rugby. Um, now you said pre-show that you, you, you're not fully up to speed with CBC. Are you have you followed their investments in in Europe? No, not no, not really. So this is you're beginning to be filling me in as you as okay, you're talking about good. it now, which is good. I'm learning a good uh, a, a quick um, summary. So they bought a so they're, they're the people that used to own Formula One and made a yeah. made a sort of um, three billion dollars or something out of it. Um, yep. by, and uh, they've invested. They've bought 27% of the Guinness Premiership. They're buying a similar. Within the next two or three weeks, they're going to have a similar stake in the Pro 14, um, and they're going to get something like a 17% stake. I think it is in the Six Nations. Now, the Six Nations also includes all home Test matches um, across all those Six Nations. So, yeah, wow. Um, so they so basically yes, yeah, so control of the November window. Um, yeah. as well they are now apparently in talks with um, South Africa and New Zealand um, about their club and and uh, domestic tests um, yeah. they're uh, going to have a big say by the sounds of it of what's going on in rugby just as a whole yep exactly they're, and um, now they've been distanced from because there was some chat about South Africa going up to the Six Nations they've been distanced from say from that so they said no that's not one of our plans um They've uh, World Rugby has said actually yes we are now talking to them as well um, because uh, as I, I I had a chat with the CEO of Bay of Plenty um, a couple of weeks ago and he said look private investment is coming whether you like it or not and as unions you've, and, and provinces you've just got to get yourself in a position ready for that and hence Bay of, Bay of Plenty are working with um, Global Rapid Rugby for example um, so right. we've got. So there's, so there's, um, so basically, yes, yeah, so that's that's exactly what the um, uh, exactly what the deal is on the table with uh, with South Africa and New Zealand is not clear, but it's quite clear that if you say they've got big plans globally for rugby, they, they're already talking about a a, uh, a club rugby champion uh, rugby championship final kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, what, as in as in something that we're talking about was a couple of years ago. As in Saracens versus Crusaders. Oh, so the other way, okay, yeah. Club rugby, footy. Club yeah. rugby, footy, yeah. yeah. Um, the, um, now, the, the thing they were talking about last year about the Nations League thing. Yes, yes. That's now, that, fell, that yeah. fell through because World Rugby was talking to a different private investment company, not yeah, CDC. Right. And CDC was talking to Six Nations and said, hey, whoa, folks, don't accept this because it's we, we've not bought it. Um, so yeah, there is right. a chance. Okay. Of that being resurrected with under CBC money rather than the other people's money, so yeah, it's um, times they are changing. Uh, I think is what's uh, the is, is what's happening here. I guess the, the most worrying thing is that Australia aren't being named as being talked to. Yeah, that's um, obviously from an Australian perspective, we're all we're all kind of going through difficulties we, we don't even know who our next broadcast is going to be at the moment we're still going through um the deal whether it's going to be foxtel whether it's going to be you know there are talks about it being optus um 
we're, we're still unclear. So uh, channel, channel Ten apparently are also yeah yeah that's the free around. the free to, the free to air footy rugby as well. Um, yeah, Rugby Australia and um, and, and Foxtel uh, and, and just the, the broadcast in, in general at the moment they put um, they put Rugby Union in Australia on Foxtel on a I think it's like Channel Five Hundred Seven which is a lower channel and it's one of those ones that you know you don't even scroll past you know what I mean? Yep. So they've um, you know especially with this deal coming up they've put they've got rid of all the rugby shows that we used to have. Um, and, and, and they put us, they, they put rugby on the back burner at the moment. And um, obviously, as big fans of what we are, we're, um, we're a little bit worried. I, Fox Cell seem to be trying to run the sport down as much as possible to get it as cheap as possible and then trying to expect people to watch it. You're like, guys, if you're going to run the sport down, mm. people have stopped watching. You want mm. people to watch. It's, it, it just doesn't, it seems a very, very strange marketing. Or negotiation yeah. tactic to me. Yeah, completely. Um, so we're we're as as big fans. We're just trying to figure out what uh, what's next. We, our gut our gut is telling us that uh, it's going to be Foxtel. Okay. But um, obviously nothing's pen to paper. That's just a, a bit of a gut feel because Foxtel's had it for the rights for what twenty five odd years now plus, and there hasn't been any kind of disagreements throughout those years. So it's. Um, yeah, it's interesting times ahead, I think. It is. When you've got Sky TV over here um, saying, we want rugby so much, we'll give you 5% of our company as part of the deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a very, you guys, very You, you guys live and breathe it. The, um, well, actually, I mean, it's super, uh, rugby in New Zealand is on the decline, in all honesty. Um, and Sky have realised that. Um, I, I think New Zealand rugby is slowly figuring this out. Uh, and hence... Um, uh, junior season tickets for Super Rugby are free this year because just, just to try and get people to turn up. Um, so if you buy an adult season ticket, you can get a junior one for free. Yeah, well, why so, is the why I, don't, I, I haven't been following the well, why is it in decline? Here? Um, the basically it's New Zealand Rugby and the, the Super Rugby franchises have taken the audience for granted um, and just not really engage with them. Uh, I, I, I heard a podcast with the head of digital for New Zealand Rugby um, and he kept talking the whole way through about how 80% of the audience was overseas. So, well, yes, they're not the ones that turn up to games, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good having, it's good having a, 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 an overseas piece and it helps with your AIG sponsorship and all that kind of stuff. But if you don't look after your home Clearly, he wasn't focusing on his on on people in New Zealand, and you're like, well, if you're going to ignore them, then they'll go and follow Steve Adams in basketball, or they'll play on the computer games or whatever. Um, yeah, and yeah, that's essentially what's happening. Yeah, well, that's um, that's that's huge. So, I, and and Sky TV were good enough actually. Doug, they they gave me. A, I sat down with them for an hour before Christmas and went through. Here's how you grow and engage fans <laughs> so mm, mm. hopefully and one of my ideas was actually to free free junior season tickets but actually with a half price adult ticket I went, I went even further um but um so we'll see if uh, if, if, if anyone listens but hopefully they will hopefully they do sounds like you know what you're talking about <laughs> well if you say it confidently enough you know what it's about does it really that's the trick of the trade that's what you need to do absolutely <laughs> 
<laughs> so, uh, are you worried about the coronavirus? Uh, not really, to be honest. No? Because we've, you... already, well, we've already had the, um, uh, the Italy versus Scotland, no, yeah, Italy versus Scotland women's Six Nations game postponed. Yeah. Um, this weekend, both the Pro 14 games in Italy have been postponed. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're seeing games getting p- postponed because of coronavirus. The New Zealand Prime Minister has said, look, this travel ban to China isn't to stop coronavirus coming to New Zealand. It's just to slow it down. It will get here. Um, yeah, right. So I'm, 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 I'm wondering how long it is before we see rugby games being played behind closed doors. Yeah, um, right. Just to get them, yeah. just to get them finished. Cause you, you, it's not like soccer, which you can play three games a week mm. to catch up. You need um, recovery time, obviously. Yeah, you, 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 yeah, the players just start falling apart. So yeah. um, there's only so many games they can postpone before they have to say, well, we've just got to play the games just with no one watching. Yeah. Um, no, wasn't, um, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm just making this up, but weren't there jam- uh, games postponed or cancelled in Japan? Was that, did that happen or no? Maybe I'm just making it all up. I thought I read something somewhere, but um, yeah, maybe they didn't. Right, Dave. Sorry oh, about that. Oh, I'll have to chat. We'll have to reach out to yeah. um, If you want to know about Japanese rugby, by the way, uh, Rich Freeman Rugby. Yeah, on no, Twitter. I follow him religiously. I follow yeah. him religiously. And yeah, I, I love his commentating at the moment, too. The, um, yeah, cause, yeah, because he, he's, he's a sideline guy um, he is. For, the, for the Sunwolves games. Um, and they go to him more than I think any sideline guy. Anywhere else in the anywhere else in Super Rugby? Oh, definitely. Um, even uh, you know, legends of the game like George Gregan, um, you know, Kate always go down to Rich Freeman, and um, he just smashes them with knowledge. So pretty impressive. Who's this Japanese guy, Rich? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, who does he play for? But and Rich just uh, off the top tip of his tongue, he just um, he literally just uh, recites where he's come from, where he's born, how old is he, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So he's uh, he knows exactly what's going on. Yep, he saves them from doing, doing any homework and actually preparation. Uh, <laughs> not that I'm cynical or anything. <laughs> oh dear. So yeah, so um, but my, uh, my 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 uh, my my expectation is definitely for European games, but I could also see it happening for Super Rugby that before the end of the season we will be seeing games played behind closed doors because of the coronavirus outbreak. Wow, interesting. So that's my that's my big take this week. Interesting, very interesting. Um, so, from a rugby draft perspective, do you do you take into a fa- into account how which players like playing in front of big and small crowds? Uh, not really, no. That's uh, that doesn't affect their scores in the end. I think. Um, no, more than anything, we just take into account injuries and. Um, we last year, obviously, with what happened um, in Christchurch, the Crusaders in the Highlands, the game got cancelled. Yeah. So there was a, there was a whole bit of controversy um, with how we we're going to score the points, and uh, I ended up winning. And I thought I'd just drop it in anyway, beating David Cargreg, the uh, one of the the hosts of uh, Draft Rugby. Hope he's listening. Hope <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we we have we have systems in place for if these things do happen, though. Yeah, they do, um, and we've had. I mean, there's been weather weather cancellations 
Um, it's, it's kind of your, your, your normal one, isn't it? It's not normally um, this sort of thing. But I, I was surprised by the Brumbies last weekend um, turning up and beating the Chiefs, especially with the How good was that. I, I wanted to bring that up at the top there, actually, <laughs> <laughs> to uh, get your thoughts on that. The um, oh, I mean, the, the Brumbies turned up and played a, a very, very uh, had the right game plan and they executed it well. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. The I, I was wondering if the game was going to get called off because they wouldn't be able to field an entire team because of mumps. That was my. <laughs> Yeah, Mums has got uh, the Brumbies, not coronavirus so far, but uh, not not even phased by it, apparently. Well, I've, I've seen a few Waratahs fans go, hey, can we get that strain of Mumps, please? We... <laughs> we're, uh, we're desperate for a win on the board being a Waratahs fan as well. So, um, yeah, it's uh, we're not going very well with... Uh, not going very well at all. Yeah. Let's just say, yeah. Um, but the Brumbies' win is... Um, and I think it's just one of those teams that the Brums obviously have structure in their play and it's the only, you know, it's, it's besides the South African teams, um, has that set-piece structure where you can actually get on top and try and dominate the Chiefs, um, which is like I'm surprised the Crusaders couldn't even do it. So, um, you know, well, Crusaders have a weaker pack than last year. I, well, I think it, 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 it was down to... The, the Brumbies played basically possession rugby in that. Yeah. So the, the Chiefs didn't see the ball for the first 50 minutes. Mm. Um, sorry, first, first half hour, first 30 minutes. Mm. The, um, mm. Whereas the Crusaders are not a possession rugby side. They're a side that's like, give us a ball, we're scoring now. Right, defend, defend, yeah. defend. Give us a ball, we're scoring now. Um, and Arsene, who I regularly have on the show, we have a discussion about that possession isn't such a great stat to have a high number in. It just means you went lots of phases without scoring. Mm. Um, mm. Mm. sometimes rather than actually showing you're dominant in the game um, yeah. but the in, in this case the Brumbies used it as a as a tool to stop the stop the Chiefs having any opportunities to score or play and they did it it's something the extra Chiefs like to do um, as well over in the UK uh, and, and they, they and they did it extremely well it's not something that we normally see them do um, mm. it's something that they, they planned for specifically for this game and it'll be interesting to see if we see them playing out their own 22 against other teams. Yeah, Brumbies, um, they're probably our only hope in the Australian Conference, to be to be honest. Um, the rest of the teams are, are a bit rubbish. Yep. Um, Rebels, obviously, losing the first couple, and their only win is against the Tars. Um, and the Tars, you know, obviously a, a zero from three with a bye last week, and... Some Wolves are doing better than all of them. So the Reds are okay. We're showing promise with young guns. Um, and they had a dominant win over the, the Moondogs last week. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, uh, I think it's the Brumbies are going to top the conference and hopefully do us proud, to be honest. Yes, I, I think they'll top the conference. I'm not sure they'll go that deep when it comes to finals time. But, um, but then again, I didn't... They I didn't just, they did just the beat Chiefs. the Chiefs. Come on, come on. <laughs> Come on. Um, do, you, do you follow do you follow Ben Darwin? Yes, I love uh, all his theories of cohesion. So um, somebody put out there that uh, yeah, the, the Brumbies going. He said, "Well, they've not beaten a good team yet." And they went the Chiefs, and he went, "The Chiefs did not put out a good team." Yeah. yeah. Um, the and, and that's yeah down to that cohesion thing. That um, yeah, he thought that was an uncohesive team. And mm. then previously they've been playing um, uh, Boshier, Carpick, and Kane as a back three, which is three sevens. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah. They switched up to Jacobson, um, Kane, and um, Shlokotoa, I think it is. Um, yeah. Who is yeah, a yeah. great number eight who's been coming off the bench, but um, mm. that's a that's a traditional seven, uh, six, seven, eight compared to playing three sevens. So it's a very different style of rugby for the um, yeah. for the Chiefs in that game. Yeah, I de- definitely. Um, I, I did think that they want to give Jacobson a run too. Obviously, uh, he had concussion and he was injured mm-hmm. as well before then. So they wanted to try and squeeze him in there. But he came off after, what was it, nine, 11 minutes, something like that? Yeah, he didn't last very long. Um, he's so maybe, the, maybe he's a bit, four weeks, a bit undercooked. Um, so, well, yeah, it was undercooked and also try, trying to change the balance of your team, I think, was yeah, was, yeah. was a problem. Um, the Brumbies, yeah, the, the Chief in the, in the live chat says, yeah, Brumbies played well. They did play very well, absolutely. Um, and they definitely deserved the win, don't get me, don't get me wrong. Um, but it, yeah, it was interesting seeing that. And I think that's the, seeing, seeing Ben Darwin mention that, but in the Sunwolves, apparently they made nine changes between the, the game before, against from the Chiefs to the Reds team, the games. Mm. Yeah, I, I think um, from from the start they weren't. They just feel like I, I feel like that they didn't even show up to be honest. As harshly as that sounds, the yeah, it was as soon as one score went, I think the yeah, the heads just dropped. But for yeah. for a team that's been together for about two weeks preseason, they've, yeah, they've done all right though. They, they did did all right in one game, mm. Mm. Um, and then after that, for me, I picked the same fifteen <laughs> every single game until until they're broken. Yeah. Changing nine players, um, yeah. switching around, I just don't think they've, they've just not had the, the pre-season to be able to do that. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, putting a, a whole bunch of mercenaries together and expecting them to actually perform. Um, yeah, it's, it, at some time or at some stage, it's going to have to fall apart, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, and I think yeah. the opening game, they, they all looked like they were playing really happy and it looked like kind of basically mm. the coach said, hey, guys, how do you want to play? And they're like, yeah. well, we'd like to throw it around a bit, please. She says, right, yeah. go for it. Enjoy your rugby. And oh, of course. Will. Against the Rebels, though, how big was the smile on their faces? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was hoping they would carry that through. Having a bye and then facing the Chiefs, I think, really just destroyed their season and any, any yeah. momentum they have. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I do agree with that, definitely. I, although I, did, I didn't think they put on the worst performance I've ever seen against... What's what the Chiefs who what people tip them to win the Super Rugby this year? So, um, I, I don't think they will personally. But uh, yeah, I, 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 think, I thought they were okay against the Chiefs. I've seen worse performances. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> okay, so, so who are you tipping for, for the Super Rugby this year? Uh, it's it's going to be the boring old Crusaders again. Oh dear me! Yeah, uh, so you, you're not going to go out on a limb and say the uh, the Stormers will manage to get home advantage and that'll see them through yeah maybe maybe um they've obviously still got Kalisha to come back and lead them through so um they've been dominant their defense has been absolutely fantastic and i, I literally think it's uh, you know a core of their pack is is you know south african you know front row back row all of the all of the above so um yeah i, I think uh, they're definitely in with a shot no doubt about it yeah, no, that's, um, I was very sceptical when uh, uh, Herman, another guy who comes on the show, um, tipped the um, Stormers to, to win the whole thing pre-season. And I was like, where, where, where's that coming from? And then having yeah. seen them turn up, it's like, well, okay, maybe he knows something. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, their front, their, you know, their front row is, is uh, the South African front row. So, yeah. um, 
yeah, you can't really go wrong with that, to be honest. And if Bongi's is is keeping uh, Malcolm Marks out of the starting team, it's uh, it's, it's pretty dominant. It's they, yeah, they, they 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 play very well, and um, yeah, well, good, um, hats off to them, must say. Um, now we've been having this this a, a, a marketing genius in Australia has given us five points to um, to fix rugby union. Yep. What do you think of Singleton's yep. ideas? <laughs> um, well, let's run through them, I reckon. What was, it, what was the first one? Was it the points of the penalty goals, wasn't it? Um, I think first, was it there was one that was, um, was it tries were worth seven points or something? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I should probably bring it up. I don't the, um, have them in front of me. If you can, uh, I'm, 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 I'm desperately searching for them as well. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there, there's, there's one that that, that that struck me as being um, used by somebody yeah. else, which was um, you have five phases before you have to hand over the ball. Uh, yes, that was that was one of them. So I'll just read it. Okay. Um, a, t- a team could have only five phases of the ball to gain ground. If not, it sacrifices possession. If it makes forward progress, as Rex Boxham said, it holds the ball indefinitely. What do you oh, think of that? Okay. Okay, so you got to make. Okay, so, so if you're making forward progress, you're okay. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? I don't like it to be honest. But, no. Um, yeah, it just ruins the game for me a little bit. Actually, I had a, I had a good look through these, and uh, I think most of them are a bit off and a bit outrageous. Okay, so, so yeah, so okay, one point for penalty goal, um, but three points for goal kicked as a result of a penalty for foul play. Okay, so. But aren't all penalties for foul play of some sort? That's exactly right. Yeah, um, aren't they? <laughs> yes. Conversions yeah. and field goals are worth two points and tries seven, uh, whatever. Um, all you're going to do yeah. with increasing the points for tries is make every team commit, um, basically give up penalties in their own 22 and never allow anyone to score a try. Um, yeah. Only nine technical reasons why penalties can be awarded for breaches of scrums, lineups, rucks, and walls. There's some eliminating all those archaic rules um, produced by lawyers. <laughs> um, we like to sit around and debate how many angels can sit on the point of a pin. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I, oh, nine technical reasons. Really? I, you, you, you've really yeah. pulled that one out of your ass, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Kick out on the full in general play would be outlawed. So what's he going to do? Build walls on the side of the pitch so it can't, yeah. can't go out. I mean, the, the five-phase thing, um, the not kicking out in the full, all just smacks of rugby league to me. Yeah, exactly right. And it's um, and our, our game, our game is very different to rugby league, and that's what we hold pride in, I think. Yep. The yeah. and this is yes, yeah, so this idea that mate, you're 78, you're out of touch. Um, I, I think so. I think so. The only rule, to be honest, that I would uh, and I get frustrated by. The only rule that I would actually introduce is to t- turn the time off when scrums are getting uh, scrums are getting done. When, yep. As soon as the ball's out, the clock's back on, and then we play rugby. So um, I'm going to have an interview with the um, scrum coach for um, Hawks Bay, um, who the the Mighty um, Cup team, mm. uh, and um, to try and get an armchairs. Uh, basically, yeah. um, scrum, scrum, scrummaging for armchair, armchair fans, so that uh, people can actually understand what's going on and what to look for. Because let's be honest, for a lot of us, it's just a bunch of bodies falling on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, the um, 
the so yeah so that's uh, so so yeah so, so for those of you for, for, who are following that'll be a supporters only um video i'm going to pop down to uh to napier and have a chat with him um he's argentinian so he knows scrummaging there's, there's none, mm-hmm. none of this uh um yeah so, so none, yeah he's, he's, he's a real scrummager um so uh look out for that video in the coming weeks um yeah i just scrums are uh, but one of the things they say is that look the ball in playtime is up we've got more we're actually getting we're actually getting more rugby per 80 minutes so should we be too worried about the fact we lose a, lose a bit of time to scrums yeah, I don't know. I just uh, the 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 Northern Hemisphere teams and even the South African teams they know how to they know how to collapse the scrum at crucial times of the game when the tick time's ticking. So that's that's the only part that I get frustrated with scrums. They they know how to intentionally slow the dark arts of the scrum. They know how to intentionally slow it down. Yep. No, I agree. Um, it, it, it is it is one that um, that I would do. Um, since we're, we're since we're since we're talking about more changes, mm. um, one that was put out there was that you can call a mark anywhere on the pitch. The idea being to stop the opposition from kicking the ball. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, it's very much like AFL. Ah, uh, true. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah. it, it, it's also, I mean, you used to be allowed to call a mark anywhere on the pitch. It's only it only got restricted to the to the twenty two, relatively recently, I in mm. my lifetime. Um, the um, <laughs> But um, so yeah, so, so that was so you, you, you're not a fan of that one then? No, I don't like it. That's too much like AFL for me. I think. Oh dear. Um, yeah. The I'm a, bit of a, I'm a bit of a traditionalist, to be honest. Oh well, well you might like this one then. Yeah. That, that um, whilst you can have um, seven players on the bench, you're only allowed to use three of them. Ooh, that sounds like uh, football. <laughs> the idea, well, uh, yeah, true. Um, the idea yeah. basically being that at the moment, because you can pre- because you can re- replace your whole pack, they yeah. the, the, they're conditioned for power, not for cardiovascular. Whereas if you actually make every player play eighty minutes, then they'll be lighter and there'll be less injuries. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, I I do like the what Eddie Jones said. It was a twenty-three man game back in the day. Did, oh, during the yep. During the World Cup, are you still there? So, um, yeah, during the World Cup, yeah, I just broke up there for a little bit. Um, yeah, well, Eddie Jones says uh, with, out of the side of his mouth that it's a 23-man game when when Ford wasn't picked, I think it was. That's right, yep. yep. Yeah, um, you know, he, he has his role off the bench. I don't know, I, I kind of, um, you know, I kind of agree. I think uh, I, I like the way that the subs are used uh, at, at the moment, to be honest. I just think there's too many, and that's actually. You think it's having, too many? Yeah, I think I think I, I think you. I think if, if we um is because you're bringing fresh players on, there's less. You, you're not seeing teams tiring and opening up space in that last twenty mm. minutes. Twenty minutes as much. I think we get more space. We get more tries. Um, I think you've got players. Players will be conditioned differently, so there won't be quite so much power involved in the game. Um, uh, and people say, "Oh, well, yeah, tired players get injured." Well, yes, but putting fresh players against tired players really causes injuries um which is what yeah. we get now um, yeah. so i think for for player welfare it might sound a bit a bit um uh, uh counterintuitive but mm. i think i think the, the less subs we have the better player welfare we have yeah right okay fair enough, enough. is my is is, is 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 my one um the uh yeah jordan you're, you're quite right um every 
every country is guilty of collapsing scrums to run the clock down. Um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a Northern Hemisphere special. Those ones. The um, oh, but New Zealand have been known to do it to do it once or twice. Oh, of course, of course, of course. They know how to do everything. The Kiwis. <laughs> oh dear. Um, Gavin in the live chat is asking whether the Rebels can upset the Highlanders and about the Bulls, Hagiares and um, those games. Um, the drivermall.com um, for prediction, my predictions for Super Rugby next round are already up. Um, so if you want to head over to drivermall.com, you can get those. They are for supporters only up until Friday morning. Friday morning, I'll be unlocking them for the public. Everyone can have a look at them. Um, Driving Mall, do you think Wales are in trouble? Have you been following the, uh, the, the Six Nations, Alex? Yes, I, I have been following a little bit. I just know that France are on top and... Uh, uh, they're, they're, they're dominating. That's that's what I know, and that's what I like to see with the young, the young guns. It, it's yeah, it, it's it's exciting seeing them play. Um, I was yeah. not expecting them to beat Wales away from home, to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. I thought that was the one game they were going to lose, and that but they were, mm -hmm. they were still going to win the win the championship. But now it looks like the the Grand Slam is on. Um, one of the questions I asked for because the attacking scrum was asking for questions, and I said, okay, how long? Is the honeymoon period that you can talk about being a transition a transition team and yep. um, ben darwin came back and said 10 10 games yeah right so um so basically you have to give wayne pivak until the end of the year because of what they play yeah. like 11 games um so do i think wales are in trouble no not really um I think oh, well, they've, they've, they've got an, they've obviously got a new coach so they're going through you know, a bit of a transition period at the moment. Yeah, and let's be honest, Wayne Pivak's style of play is very different to Warren Gatland's. Mm. No, war <laughs> no Warren Ball. No Warren Ball, exactly. Yeah. Um, Who, who's your tip? Do you think uh, you think France will take it the whole way? Yep. No, I think it's, I think I, I, I think the France will, will Grand Slam from here because they've got Scotland next and away. Yep. Going to Scotland have not been impressive. Um, yeah. When your head coach won't talk to your um, second best player and definitely the best fly half you've got, um, then yeah, they're just they're, they're, their camp is not a happy place, clearly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so France beat Scotland and then France at home to Ireland. Um, I don't see why they shouldn't be Ireland at home as well. Yeah, no, um, yeah, Ireland have been a little bit underwhelming for me with the Six Nations. The, yeah, I mean, I, I thought in the first game we saw Murray and Six, or particularly Colin Murray was actually, but was was, uh, was was pretty good. But um, to me, they a lot of those players are not going to make it to the next Rugby World Cup. Yeah, um, and they yeah. they're not moving forwards quickly enough, and that I think that to me that's going to be a problem for them. Um, Six, you know, how old Six is not going to make it to the next World Cup, so. You know, how old is how old is he? 30, 31, 32? Um, yeah, he also tends to get targeted a little bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. Um, yeah. See, um, so the so you've, you've, yeah, you've got him, but it doesn't help that um, uh, it's Carney, isn't it? Um, the yes. not Carney, no. Um, oh, the the monster fly half. I've gone blank. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, the most yeah. fly half is injured. So Sexton's immediate replacement, the next, the next number ten is injured. So it's kind of like ah, all the rest have got zero experience. 
we can't mm. we can't switch them just yet which i think is, is um is, is part of it but yeah i, I can't see sex making its next rugby world cup no i don't uh, i think that's kind of off the agenda i think the um but see one of the things that um, a lot of people hear uh, so well oh he's 34 is uh, is sexton so yeah no he's definitely not making the next rugby world cup um but i think one of the differences between the northern hemisphere teams and the southern hemisphere teams is that you're seeing a bunch of players johnny sexton alwyn jones is another one who are sticking around for the lions and then mm-hmm. probably retiring from international rugby yeah which means that the national team can't move on and target the next rugby world cup because yeah. they're keeping players ready for the lions um yeah which i think is, um so i think that's a i think that i think we're seeing that to a certain degree um is, is what's happening and then that basically hinders them from winning the next rugby world cup yeah no of course with um uh, you probably discussed it on your previous podcast what about the news that south africa is thinking about uh going on to the six nations have you discussed that previously um I have, but we can always do, yeah. it, do it again. Um, I'm not putting too much. Um, not reading that. into it too much. No. Yeah. All right. So, so more, I don't see why the Six Nations would want them. Put bluntly. Um, yeah, fair enough. They don't need. They don't need them for mm. money. They. Uh, uh, it's a whole bunch of travel that they don't really want or need. Um, yeah. And the fans, again. Would enjoy it for a season or two, and then we'd get pissed off at having to fly down to South Africa for games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's interesting to see what uh, the staffers tend to hold the cards when it comes to uh, you know, Sanzar and what's going on as well. So, well, yeah, if you guys aren't going to get your TV contracts until two minutes before the tournament starts, you're not going to hold any cards, are you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly right, and um. Yeah, and that's why Australia is in a bit of a shambles at the moment. I think um, we're just competing against too too many different codes at the moment, and and have been. So, it's it's rugby union's not uh, the first sport here. It's it's right down the towards the bottom. So, but also you you don't seem to be able to all get on the same page. Mm. Um, so you've got all these old todgers who are who are wallaby legends who came through. Shoot Shield, who thinks Shoot Shield is the bee's knees, and that yeah. um, all the money should be thrown at Shoot Shield and sod everyone else in Australia. Mm. Well, the um, good thing is, uh, Rugby Australia, they bought the Shoot Shield back, so that's they put everything back under the same umbrella, which is good. Yep, yeah, no, they seem to be heading in the right direction, but you, you, there's, there's been this crowd for the past, what, three, four years now who keep putting out these yeah. manifestos of making club rugby great again, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like, look, no, club rugby is going to be amateur. Um, yeah. or semi-amateur, uh, and enjoy it like that. And it's doing very well in that mould. But you mm. need a good NRC, or something like the NRC. Um, NRC's got, got sacked. sacked. That's, uh, that's that's now, now done. done. Um, well, I thought that was kind of still TBD. Is it still going? Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. It's, it's uh, yeah, I, I think the NRC, uh, I don't know, it could, it, it probably is TBC, but it's, um, yeah, kind of uh, everyone's put that on the back burner, I think, just from feeling. Uh, uh, I actually think it's a great competition, to be honest. Um, and, it's, and it's generated some great rugby players. Um, Karevi, for instance, who dominated the NRC and he was one of our best wallabies. 
and Pattaya's come through there as well, hasn't he? Up yeah, there. Yeah. Um, the uh, so yeah, so I, I think that um, uh, that you, you need that that stepping stone between club rugby and Super Rugby to develop players. Where I, I remember talking to um, actually might have been Ben Darwin as well, uh, but never also talking to one of the the Zach someone who used to be assistant coach to the Rebels uh, before the current crowd, and he said, look. One of the things about playing for Melbourne Rising is you can try things, and if it goes wrong, it doesn't matter too much. At NRC mm. level. You're not going to get your head ripped off, whereas, um, or, or you're not going to have a whole bunch of people in the press saying how bad you are. Yeah. Whereas at Super Rugby, if that's because that, no one watches it. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, it does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there is an element of that. Um, but um, so so yes, yeah, so I, I think the, NR, the NRC, where if you go back, if you go to an inter, sort of some sort of um, club competition then a lot of players aren't either, either players are going to gravitate to play for sydney uni because they're going to qualify every year um mm-hmm. or, or they're or you're going to end up with teams that aren't aren't full strength really aren't as strong as they could be yeah no agree agree um but um i'm um i've gone blank uh, adrian skeggs the ex-wallaby do you know um, anyway, I'm, I'm planning on having a chat with him about what would be if you had a blank slate. How would you structure rugby in Australia? Yeah, how did so, you go? So that's so that, that that'll be a good uh, half hour oh, chat just up. about. Yeah, <laughs> so that's coming up, folks. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely an interesting one because um, uh, yeah, a lot of people have differing opinions about Raylene. Um, yep. she's done some great things and uh, the grassroots, the fact that we've managed to keep a whole bunch of our young guns in rugby and not gone to league or something like that is, uh, it's huge. And you can see most of them in the reds actually. And the Waratahs, you got, you know, Will Harris now 10, who's obviously Waratahs on going great, but, um, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's proven his worth, I think. Well, the, the, let's be honest, the, the reds have worked really well with Brisbane city and, um, Queensland country, and it actually sort of worked with them. Had their assistant coaches as the head coaches for those for those teams, um, and it, it, it's worked. Whereas the Waratahs and the, and the New South Wales um, NRC teams basically haven't talked to each other at all until last season, um, which has been which is why you've seen someone like the the Reds bring through players because they're saying play this player please because we because he needs game time to be a good Super Rugby player. Um, yeah, Harry, Harry Wilson, Wilson is, I think, a huge example of that. The um, the the Reds, the Reds number eight. He's been absolutely carving it up for the Reds. And yeah, he, and he's needed that game time at, at a decent at a decent level, but um, before coming to this level, and that's what he's got. By what was was he country or city? Uh, he's a Queenslander. Okay, yeah, but whether, whether, yeah, whether he's Brisbane City or Queensland, Queensland country. They've got, those, yeah. they've got two teams, haven't they, up there? Um, yes, whereas, yes. Um, whereas in Canberra, you've just got the Vikings. Uh, in Melbourne, you've just got the Rising. So effectively, it's your Super Rugby team without internationals. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, uh, which gives them a bit of an unfair advantage. Really. A little, a little bit, a little bit. Well, cool. I, I've ticked off everything we had down to talk about. Beautiful. So and anything you else that you kind of wanted to discuss, or well, no, but you should you should at least tell us about the rugby draft and, and um, where people can get it, what it's all about. 
Yeah, well, you can find us at draftrugby.com. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's a growing platform. Obviously, I'm, I'm a super sub and part of the, uh, part of the team there um, when they do need me to fill in. Um, yeah, but, but most of all, it's, 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 a, it's essentially just a great game where you learn. You know, it's, it's obviously based on super rugby and it plans to, to expand. But, um, yeah, we're just uh, slowly getting followers and getting a bit of traction in the market. So, um, yeah, hopefully, you know, so going it's, it's, above it's fancy, and beyond. But it's, it's fancy rugby where each player only exists once, right? Exactly right, yeah. Um, so also, we Exactly. And you go head-to-head -head against someone else each week or, or is it – Yeah. So Yep. Yeah, correct, correct. So yeah, head to head um, each week, and it's it's just a great. It's better than what you used to have on other platforms, where you can just have money to actually purchase particular players and then fill your team out that way. And this is actually just uh, you have you know one person, you're the only person that has them in the league. So it's great in that facet. And the good thing is also it means you have to know some of the. The, the who who is the um, the tenth best um, number eight in, in 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 Super Rugby because hey some, somebody's got to have him um. yeah exactly right exactly right because you know we we kind of go off uh, you know one to one to player number one to twenty three off by heart each and every week so um, it's great building knowledge that way. Um, so yeah, so go give that give that a try. Not only the game, but also the podcast as well. Um, to uh, as you say, as you say, it, you, you, you're looking at players, you're talking about individual players, talking about people who are injured and stuff. So you're going to get a much much um, closer insight into a lot of the games. So go and check um, that all out, folks. Um, I'm sure I'll have other members of, um, of Draft Rugby on the show over the coming weeks as well. Yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, it's usually hosted by uh, David Cargred and the two Dale brothers, Harrison and Nelson. Um, and, you know, both of them are actually physios. So when it comes to injuries, they're pretty spot on about uh, what they know and what kind of advice that they can give. Oh, not, not physios. They, they don't work for, for one of the teams, do they? No, no, no. They oh, okay. No, okay. No, no, In, Insider knowledge would be... Uh... But it's, yeah, if they see an injury happen, they tend to know how long they're out for um, and, you know, the, the extent of their, their injury. Yep. So cool. Yeah. Thank you, um, thank you very much for your time, Alex. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, hope you're enjoying a beer in that pub that you've stopped at. Stopped at. Um, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Because uh, yeah, podcasting has to be done with a beer. I've been on the um, <laughs> I've been on the Max um, Hop Rocker um, this evening. Um, so um, definitely a uh, yeah, drinking and working it's is a, must. a good combination. It's a must. So um, thank you, everyone. Don't forget head over to drivingwall.com. Um, say Super Rugby predictions already up there. I'll get my Pro 14. Um, Gallagher Premiership and all that other stuff up there soon. Sorry that it's running a bit late um, this week. And I'll be back on Thursday evening um, with Arshman and we're going to preview um, all the Super Rugby games, uh, talking about the Match Day 23s um, that have been released.